Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to Chris Morrison, the founder of Predictable Sales. Now, we're talking strategies on how to guide prospective clients into making decisions. Thanks for downloading. Now, we all want our prospective clients to make some sort of a decision, like become a lead or buy something from us. But how can we persuade more folks to make those decisions? In this episode, I'm talking to Chris Morrison. He's the founder of Predictable Sales. And Chris offers a huge amount of strategy advice and tips and hints on how to drive that decision and uh, generate a few more leads. Now, you can find Chris on his Facebook group, which is called Predictable Sales. Uh, There's a link in the show notes of that. Make sure you join and you say hello. Uh, Can I quickly mention that Not Another Marketing Podcast is ad-free? Love it if you could give the pod a shout on social media and subscribe via your favourite podcast app. You can check out more episodes at jtid.co.uk forward slash podcasts. I also love it if you could join my new digital marketing Facebook group, which is called, surprisingly, Not Another Facebook Marketing Group. (laughs) I know. Uh, There's links in the show notes. Now, let's get on with it. So the first thing I asked Chris was, what's that one thing? What's that one little thing that kind of makes a prospective client decide to engage and become a lead? That's a really good question. Um, I think that to answer the question... I kind of like going in a different way about it because in order for you to consider um, all the things that, you know, if this is going to be someone who's considering to work with a marketing agency or with a marketing consultant or whoever it might be in the first place, you kind of have to consider all the the, the context that they've had in uh, experience working with marketing agencies or marketing consultants prior to getting to you in the first place. Right. And the majority of people... I look, we, we have consulted to probably 150 marketing agencies since November in 2020, which is, you know, just about 14, 15 months, right? And the majority of them have always been someone's second or third marketing agency. Right. Yeah. So the problem the majority of people are going to be experiencing is that the second that someone gets to you, they've already got a preconceived idea of what that experience is going to be like based off of the pains everyone experienced in the past, which is one of the most common things you kind of want to overcome um, in some form of marketing collateral that you are putting out there or whatever it might be to actually generate your own leads in the first place. Yeah. And if I were to say like that one thing that makes a client want to engage and become a lead, it's actually authenticity. And the the context I'll give you behind the word authenticity in, 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 in this situation is that um, Knowing that there is a large portion of people who have been, you know, quote unquote, burnt before, lost a lot of money to other marketing agencies, you kind of want to make it well known that you, you, if you put the word out there that like, hey, we know you've been burnt by a thousand people before, here's yeah. 98 reasons why you are not going to be burnt. The worst case scenario in doing that is it increases the likelihood of them at least caring about having a conversation with you because you've met the one objection they already have in their mind that will never go away until you prove them wrong. Sure. Yeah, it's difficult to do that authentic thing digitally, isn't it? Because if you if you're face to face or you're on the phone, you're in a Zoom call, whatever it is, you can kind of gauge what the person's like, can't you? You're talking to a human. You you hear their voice. You see, you see their body language in that, and you kind of gauge something. Do you? you think? Well, that person sounds like a 1970s car salesman, so we're probably not going to go with them. 
um, or that person sounds authentic. We're going to go with them. It's difficult to do that just digitally through through I, content. I think that is totally dependent on the way that you are generating your opportunities. Right. Um, my reasoning behind this yet again is because, you know, the majority of the clients that we work with, we typically don't allow to run any form of paid advertising until they're at probably seventy, eighty thousand dollars a month minimum. Sure. My reason behind that beam is because you will be battling against the giants if you put money in prior to that. And you want to be making sure that you have as much profit in your business as humanly possible to make sure that you can sustain yourself and get past that stage as well. Yeah. However, the competitive advantage that you may uh, leverage, if you choose to leverage it yourself, is the beauty of social media marketing as a whole, regardless, right? Like, or like sure. organic social media marketing. And if you use the, the, the engine of your own Facebook profile or your LinkedIn profile or a Facebook group that you could start for yourself to house for all your awesome um, new prospects and build a little bit of a community there, they get to actually build up their uh, level of know, like, and trust for you across a period of time that can very easily make life very easy for them to understand a little bit about your character and build a little a level of affinity with you prior to actually getting into a call with you or someone in your team. Think about your um your Grant Cardones or your uh you know Gary Vaynerchuk's or whatever it might be. Yeah. The reason why they can make it so easy is because you can't go a day on, online without seeing their freaking face. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't take any time to chuck up some of your thoughts for two seconds a day and then have someone. You know, we we have people in clients' accounts just uh, adding people who are. Um, you know, within their ideal client fit. And the the snowball effect of that makes a huge difference. So while I agree that it can be hard to convey that to many people, I also think there are many people out there that are trying hard to not convey that too. Yeah. Because they aren't using the tools that we have to our best advantage. Oh, tell me. Yeah. LinkedIn. I mean, just look at LinkedIn. It's folks, there's, it's just sellers on LinkedIn. I mean, I mean, the LinkedIn algorithm hates me, to be fair. <laughs> um and like I see just, oh, it's just the entire world's collection of numpties just on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're kind of like driving these Ferraris and getting up at 4.30 in the morning and, and you know, never, never finding time to go to the toilet or something because they're working. And that's not authentic, is it? The shouty type of thing is not authentic, is it? Authenticity only comes down to just speaking the truth that is you. So if yeah. that is you, then sure, that's true, right? Yeah, yeah. However, like being truly authentic is just speaking to speaking what's genuinely in your heart and what's true to you. So if if you are the Ferrari guy, then and that and that is true to you, then please be that person, right? But yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If you but if you aren't the Ferrari guy and you're using that as a way to uh, capitalize on people's attention, then that will not be authentic, and sure. you will be that that will come out of the wash one day too, right? So. Yeah. I, I kind of think if, if, if you are the Ferrari guy, then fuck, go, 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 go hard, son. <laughs> yeah. But if you are not, do not try and be that guy because it will it'll come out in the wash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um, so, so how do we kind of build this authenticity on our, on our web content, our landing pages, do you think? Do you think there's a few things that we need to have on a landing page that, that convey this authenticity or the, and try and help force this decision? Yeah, I guess um, this comes back to where and how you – you know, attract your, your your opportunities inclusive of a landing page at the same time as well. Yeah. However, um, one of the best things that I've actually probably used uh, in context of trying to get people to make decisions is 
Obviously, understanding your ideal customer avatar is one of the most important things, irrespective of niche or whatever it is that you do for your clients. You just need to know them so well that they would feel crazy not to at least speak to you in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And I think that the better you know them, let me let, let me let me say it to this way, right? What most people would typically say in context to like how do you get more people to to have uh, landing page click throughs is like put more call to actions, right? Sure. I think that. Um, what needs to be spoken about more is the cost of inaction. And I don't mean in like a sleazy way, but yeah. one of the biggest things that I think that has helped uh, either myself or our clients that we have served are that really leveraging time as a inaction, sorry, time time as an inaction producing um, like asset or yeah. an action producing asset, sure. right? So... Time as a whole, and I don't mean like countdown time is all that stuff, but what I do mean is reminding people that they've got a son at home that probably needs to be fed this month. Sure. Or they have a, um, a, 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 a team that if they don't have the next piece of software, may actually end up putting themselves in a position where they're spending three to four hours extra per day, not on the sales activities they need to be doing. Yeah. So they should probably use something that will actually cut those hours out of their time. And the cost of inaction that in that respect is actually stopping them from generating extra, um, you know, four to five sales calls each per, per week, which might result yeah. in an extra $803,000 per year, right? Yeah. Um, I personally feel that the, the best way to help force decisions in any way, shape, shape or form, be it a landing page, be it in a conversation, be it in anything, is a subtle reminder of, you know, you might come up with a million reasons as to why this is the wrong thing for you, right? But sure. what are a couple of reasons that if this wasn't the right, if, if, if you if you didn't make a decision on something like this, what are a couple of things that would probably happen that you didn't want to happen, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's more of an education thing than it is a conscious awareness thing for a yeah. lot of people. Yeah, no, I'm with it. It, it. Yeah, it does. It's interesting you say speaking because, I mean, we've gone out of the habit of speaking to folk, haven't we, over the last 10 years? We're just, mm-hmm. it, it's literally everything is 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 typed content. And I've, I have noticed over the past six to 12 months, probably, that more folks are saying that they're booking calls with people. Mm-hmm. And it's it's nice to see that because when you do speak to somebody, um, you, you, you do get a better connection. You've got a better chance of somebody actually buying something from you or, or, or becoming a lead, haven't you? Well, it comes back to the um, the relationship side too, right? Yeah. Especially if you're talking to someone who's like a marketing agency or who, who is who, who has an opportunity to become a, 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 a prospective opportunity's fourth marketing agency, right? Because that's also an opportunity too. Um, but when you do have that opportunity, you need to be you, – you need to be – trading on your relationship with that person at this stage yeah because if you don't have a personal relationship their guards are going to be up the first question they ask you're going to be sorry who the hell are you what's your price and um they're probably if i were to think about two of the worst questions to ever hear at the beginning of a conversation it's probably those two yeah 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 i i'd I worked years ago when I was probably about eighteen, nineteen, long time ago. Uh, worked with a with a guy who was like best salesman you could you can find ever. And he always used to turn around to me and he said, "Don't talk about the product." He said, "When you go in there, just don't talk." He said, "Make them like you." He said, "Talk about the golf at the weekend. Talk about the football. Talk about the kids. Talk about where they're going on holiday. Talk. Make them like you, and then bring the product into it a little bit later." Do you agree with that type of approach? I am. Um, I would assume you're familiar with Frank Kern. Heard the name. Okay. So Frank Cohen's probably one of the, 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 the greats in like the internet marketing space, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
And um, one of the biggest lessons I've ever learned from him was uh, make them laugh all the way to paying you. Hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> that comes through relationship, that comes through relatability, that comes through authenticity. Um, there was a really interesting, uh, it was a presentation that he did at um, one of the, I, th- I believe it was a ClickFunnels event in um, somewhere, in, maybe in Dallas or something. Yeah. And the way he opened up the conversation uh, to the audience while he was drinking a whiskey was that I am a, I, uh, it was to the, to the effect of, you should not listen to a word that I say. I'm an alcoholic holding a whiskey on stage <laughs> with you right now. <laughs> who also has a brain condition. There is nothing that I should say after this statement that you should listen to, believe, or anything like that. And he was the person who sold the most that day. Yeah. Reason being, because immediately walked out the gate with relatability, humor, and they, became, they, they, they dropped straight into that, right? Yeah. So um, the advice that you got from the, 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 the sales mentor back in the day was fairly correct. Yeah. You just need to get on, you, you, you need to get a, a picture into that person's world. And you need to have trust built. Trust can either come in one or two ways. It can either come in understanding them well better than themselves based off of market research, or it can actually be by building that relationship with them too. Yeah, I, sure. I, I like to trade on both. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what sort of strategies do you think we should kind of employ, particularly marketing strategies? If we're trying to get some pre-qualified leads, if we're trying to get somebody who's a little bit warm. Sure. Um, I... I haven't found a lead acquisition uh, channel that's been better and more profitable and quicker to help create a quote-unquote pre-qualified lead than running your own Facebook group unit community. Right. Uh, my reason behind saying this is is because it's... So imagine a funnel, right? Yeah. And in a funnel... Uh, the sequencing of it's meant to take you through the logical sequencing that someone should take you through if they were a shopping attendant assistant, whatever it may be, right? Yeah. But what it doesn't get is that the one thing you don't achieve when it comes to a uh, like a, a funnel is the long-term relationship that comes from getting all the exact same uh, trigger points that have been hit with something that uh, would walk you through a process because every time you post as the uh, administrator or whatever it may be in a Facebook group, the person or every, every member in the group actually gets a um, a very uh, you know noticeable notification in sure. their Facebook notifications. Yeah, people will spend more time on Facebook than they will inside their email because they want to be on Facebook and in their email. Yeah, they're typically trying to crawl like uh, claw themselves out of a never-ending hole of I haven't hit zero in my inbox yet. Right. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at six thousand three hundred. Twelve emails. Oh no, right no, 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 no! Good, I couldn't, good, good I, luck finding me. Oh, man, I couldn't sleep at night with that. I'm on, I'm on this one. I'm on one, and it's a Monday morning. Monday morning, one for, email for me. For me, <laughs> good, good, good finding me an email, right? However, um, that scroll, like I'm addicted to the scroll, right? So yeah, yeah, with yeah. Uh, you get me notifications, it's a very different story. And the average person spends more time on Facebook than doing an email as well. Sure. However. Yeah. Um, the beauty of the like Facebook group and community style sort of uh, acquisition system sort of comes down to people can participate in a Facebook group community. So they get to come and learn from peers of theirs. Yeah. They get to showcase what they've done well and see what people have done horribly so they know what not to do in yeah. their marketing at the same time as well. And the, um, the other thing too is the, the, the only comparable... 
tactic for lead generation that I've seen that has any weight that people try to build as an asset is an email list, right? But the the, 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 the comparison between this and an email list is so different based on the fact that the email list itself, um, there's no conversation that happens with it. However, sure. when you have a Facebook group that has a community built and attached to it, people want to come to it because they have the... Um, uh, the ability to meet new people in there that will help the network and do all these other things as well. So it's almost like going to an online event every time you go into a Facebook group. Now, you can shift beliefs with the right type of marketing inside a Facebook group on a daily basis, and you can make offers inside a Facebook group too, similarly that you would in um, the same, potentially maybe the same type of content you'd use in, in an email list, right? Yeah. But You'd be able to use more video and you can yeah. use uh, more direct like two-step type offers, which is like, you know, if you want this free lead bank type thing, it might have a better name towards, it might be like an SOP of some sort, whatever it may be, um, comment below. And then you can actually reach out on Facebook Messenger and have a conversation with these people. Sure. So the conversation then turns into a pre-qualifying conversation. By the time they get to you on a call, um, that three things have happened. Number one, they've made a micro commitment to be a part of your community. So the reason that they're there is because they want to learn about you, the things that you do and what, how you may potentially be able to help them. The second thing that happens is they pre, like they, they've put their hand up and said, you have something of interest to me. I would like to potentially see what that might be. If you can send it across to me, that'd be fantastic. So let's uh, hypothetically say it's a sales script, right? Yeah. The logical first thing to do, if you're a person who cares about relationships and the person that you're giving the sales script to is... The question that comes after the sales script being delivered to them is like, have you ever used a script before? Yeah. Sure. And helping them identify how to best use it in their situation. And if you find out that they've never used them before, see if it's a possibility for them to hop on a call with you uh, for the pure reason of showing them how to use it best in their service and then find out what else there is out there that hasn't been working well for them at this point in time as well, right? Yeah. yeah. So by doing that, you've had three micro-commitments three micro commitments and you've had a pre-qualified conversation with a pre-qualifying conversation with them in Facebook Messenger. And by the time they get to you on a call, if you do that well enough, um, you can do that at scale because you can just have more people in there doing the same thing with you. Uh, currently on our team, we probably have in our own group, we have two appointment setting people that are there doing that. But in some of our clients groups, they have like four or five and they can book about 20 pre-qualified meetings a day. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So when you think about scale, it's pretty wild in that respect. So. Yeah. Do you find it easier to get people into your Facebook group more easy than, say, getting them onto an emailing list? Absolutely. Um, the, 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 the simplicity of getting someone into a Facebook group is adding a person on Facebook and then clicking the blue invite button to invite them to your group. We found that if you add 50 people on Facebook per day, which to what LinkedIn's you know connection request used to be, it was... But, but, yeah. Forgive me for not knowing the decrease in no, connection sure. requests yeah, just yeah. had was quite low. Yeah. Um, but I do, what I do know is that you can add 50 on Facebook per day, if not more, but you just before you get flagged, 50 is a pretty decent number. Yeah. You can get about 20 except per day, and you can actually get about, uh, we've seen on average about two to 500 new group members per month if you add 50 and then invite 20 of those people that accept to your group. So it's actually pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, it does sound like it. And I suppose that the whole the whole idea with Facebook, like you said at the beginning, people want to be in Facebook. So you've got more chance of building that trust and that authenticity. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because yeah. the, the, the really interesting thing about it too, right, is like they, they already spend time there. 
And because they spend time there, the, the other cool thing about it too, if they're in the group, whatever it might be, every time the uh, the group owner comments on anything in the group, um, the group, so that post itself actually re-shows back up in every member of the group's feed again. Yeah. So it ends up being the never-ending marketing opportunity for you to get back in their face on a consistent basis. Yeah. Yeah, I need to set up a Facebook group. <laughs> that, so... I think in the 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 short time that we've been doing it, um, it's it's been like eleven months since we've had one of our own. Yeah. There's been about two and a half thousand people that have joined. It it grows fairly organically within itself, but it it's been the easiest acquisition system in the world right. for us, and we don't have a low ticket service offering either. So, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's definitely useful because it's all relationship based. Yeah, that's really interesting. That yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to look into that a little bit later because I've been thinking about you doing it. Yeah, I've been looking, thinking about getting a Facebook group for the podcast. You see, that's 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 one thing I've been. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Because well, yeah, hmm. I don't know. I, I, I don't know uh, what you're currently doing in the respect of like uh, I don't know if you're monetizing this at all or not. But if there's anything that would make it really easy for you, you could definitely use this as a portion of an acquisition system to get people back into the group, yeah. and then whatever you choose to um, offer people can be in the group yeah. very easily. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, where do you stand on funnels and pipelines and things like that? Because I've seen some really elaborate ones and I've seen some where folks are so concentrated on getting people down a certain path and folks don't want to go down that path and then it all ends up in one big, huge mess. So where do you stand on, on funnels and pipelines? Simplify them, do you think? Um, I think funnels is an interesting word in itself too, because funnels can actually be, how do I best explain this? Funnels, I think the average person hears the word funnel and thinks about landing page into next landing page into landing yeah. page there after that. Yeah. Whereas um, funnels are any type of conversation that starts from end to end, right? Like sure. cold calling can be a funnel in itself. Right, yeah. like cold calling can be from funnel from like outbound call through to discovery call through to a strategy session. The funnel that created that opportunity was a cold call, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, where do I send in funnels? I think they work absolutely fantastically if they're segmented towards a specific audience in the first place. Sure. However, um, do I think there is a funnel that would work uh, as a blanket statement? I really do not believe so. Unless, look, the context behind this is how well do you care about the customer you're trying to serve? Because yeah. if you don't care about them, you try to send them all down the same path. Yeah. For me, um, I think, it, and again, it comes down to the specific, I guess, uh, channel of opportunity that you're choosing to use for this. However, the earlier you can get a person into the process, as an example, like well, talking about the Facebook group thing and, and appointments that are, you can have a conversation with them pretty early on and find out what problem they actually have to solve, right? Sure, yeah. Um, our Facebook group is a funnel. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that in itself is a funnel. Um, do I think that you're all going on the same path? It depends on what the, uh, the, the, the word path is defined as here. Yeah. But um, I think the top of funnel, like they all have to follow a process, but it's until they get to the problem part of the funnel, which is obviously like problem awareness and, you know, the, 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 the less people to get through that stage um, probably is the better, if I'm honest, because. If you had everyone go through to that stage, then there would be a um, a lot of a lot of missed opportunities <laughs> yeah, from, from from people who are the, the wrong fits. But I think funnels are fantastic as as long as they are 
as long as they're defined correctly and targeted correctly to a specific, uh, I guess, ideal customer profile and segmentation of the ideal customer profile yeah. so that they aren't, you know, as an example, right? A marketing agency um, who doesn't need help with their sales process gets into the same funnel as someone who needs, uh, sorry, who, who, who needs help with the sales process who hops into a, a, a funnel that is only designed for helping them hire, let's say, virtual assistants to help with the administration stuff. Sure. They are not the same problem to be solved, right? So funnels should be around a problem that needs to be solved and every person should be pushed down the funnel that solves the problem that they have Yeah. and solve that problem for them. Yeah, it's interesting you say bringing like different channels into play, like the Facebook group and the and the phone and all these sorts of things, and, and sure. building this into it as well. Because I do see a lot of kind of like fixed funnels where folks have got this preconceived idea. So, like you said, landing page, then fill in form, send email, send another email, send another email, go to another landing page, send another email, mm-hmm. and then right at the end, it's like we've got no customers. Why not? They haven't gone through our funnel. This is how, and it's 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 yeah, it's because they got bored halfway through, isn't it? They may have wanted a phone call. Yeah, well, well, the the, the quicker you can get the quicker that you can get someone to a phone call, the better. Um, yeah. I keep I keep going back to, to the Facebook crypting, and my reason behind it is because it's the it's the most forgiving to to, 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 to my discovery so far. It's the most forgiving um, lead generation opportunity creating activity ever yeah. because if they get to the end of, end of a funnel. You're never going to speak to them. You get them into the, your Facebook group, you get this opportunity to start a new conversation with them every single day. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, and again, and it comes back that, comes back to that authenticity as well. At the beginning, you're building that all the time in the Facebook group, aren't you? Absolutely. And I think that the main thing I'm always trying to learn into is like, um, if I were to think about the activity that I do today, what's the biggest ripple effect that I can have that ha- like, ha- have that make and how, um, how much, you know, call it specific ROI, or branding ROI or whatever it is that comes yeah. back from that. Um, what's the one that's going to have the most impact and the longest opportunity to work or, or, or help someone or, or, or longest uh, line of opportunities that it creates. Yeah. And, you know, a, like a landing page through to an email sequence. Uh, personally, I've, I've got 6,312 emails that are not opened. If you try to send me an email at the moment, you have zero chance of, of attracting my attention. You have zero chance. Um, and I, I, I'd be willing to, 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 to make a bet that I'm not the only one listening to this that says yeah. the similar, except for you. <laughs> I, oh, man, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I mean, the worst I ever saw was 43,000 in an inbox, in a Gmail, unread. And, I, and that would give me kittens at night. I wouldn't be able to sleep. I'd have to at least mark all as red. I mean, for goodness sakes. I mean... <laughs> But How no, I mean, I mean, I must admit, I mean, I mean, my attitude towards email is is the sense that 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 it's either rubbish, it's either for something to do later, or you need to create an action on it. I, I don't use my inbox as a to do list. I have to do list to do that. Um, mm. So, so if something comes through, a client wants me to do something, then that will move into the to do list or the project management software. Right, and then sure. the email gets filed, and that's kind of why I end up. I've got one on a Monday morning. <laughs> No, 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 and it sounds like you got your 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 efficiency wall dialed in there. Yeah. Credit to you. Yeah, yeah. Too many years being unorganised, I think. Um, <laughs> True. It's, it's it's an unorganisation trauma. Oh yeah, tell me, um, <laughs> Chris. Thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Where where can we find you? Where's your where's your Facebook group? Yeah. Um, funnily enough, it's on Facebook. <laughs> so uh, 
Facebook forward slash groups forward slash predictable sales is the easiest way to uh, go there via a link. Um, that's where I spend most of my time. If you want to hear about a crazy Australian dude who helps marketing agencies scale pretty well, um, you might see a cool thing or two in there. Um, outside that, the, if, if you do want to go to that group, you can probably add me on Facebook too. So it's just Chris Morrison uh, is my Facebook page as well. We don't we, like... I believe so deeply in these two things. Uh, I don't even have a website. Right. Sure. That's you know, I'm hearing more folks say that as we go along, that, that they're dealing with Facebook pages uh, and groups and Absolutely. things. Yeah, instead of a, instead of a website. Because the, the, I suppose you're, you're in the place where everybody wants to spend their time, as you said before, aren't you? Think about it in, uh, in, through, through a different lens as well, right? Like, um, should I go to your Facebook page? I, I'm sorry, not Facebook page, your, um, your, your website. I might be there for 32 seconds and then never, ever end up there again. But if you join the group, I promise you, yeah. you will be, as long as you don't hate everything to do yeah. with it, yeah. um, you're going to be there for a long time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic, Chris. Thanks ever so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, buddy. Thanks again to Chris for his time. Don't forget to check out lots of links in the show notes. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe for more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favourite podcast player. Just search for Not Another Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.